It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and this is news that you can use from Car Edge with your host, me, Ray, and handsome over here, Zach. And, and ladies and gentlemen, this is our last live broadcast where we're going to sit side by side because, as somebody suggested yesterday, we're getting a divorce. We're doing a trial separation forever. What no. are you talking? <laughs> what trial separation? <laughs> Come on, man. We have the in-studio audience today, my girlfriend, Laura, back there. So yes. if you hear the laugh track, that is what it is. Dad, let's kick things off. We have the latest data from Cox Automotive and Kelly Blue Book. Let's dig right into it. U.S. auto incentives by manufacturers are up 100% year over year. Now, the headline from Cox Automotive and uh, all the industry publications are not going to lead with that. They're going to lead with this. New vehicle prices virtually flat year over year in August due to declining electric vehicle prices. Tesla price cuts according to KBB. But the real meat and potatoes here, as far as I'm concerned, Dad? Yes, this chart at the very bottom of these publications. Yes. Let me zoom on in. Auto incentives offered by manufacturers reach one year high. The title for today's show that I went with, Dad, car dealers are feeling the pain incentive spike over 100%. The percentage, the industry average transaction price versus industry average incentive spend as a percentage of average transaction price is a chart that we look at frequently. The blue line. Yes. This time, one year ago, was at 2.9%. The average amount of incentive spent um, as a percentage of transaction price was 2.3%. Now it's at 4.9%. At one year later, it has more than doubled. Dealers are feeling the pain. Automakers are starting to feel the pain. Incentives are spiking because of it. And, and, and average transaction prices dipped slightly, but then, unfortunately, in, in August, took a a tiny uptick. Yeah, average transaction prices are pretty much flat, like they said. But this, to me, is the big story. Oh, and it is. I, I look at this chart, and I think back to the beginning of um, the COVID pandemic. Yes. You know why I think about that, Dad? No, please share. Because when we had the beginning of the COVID pandemic, do you remember all of the, who, whoever it was, the newscasters, the politicians, whoever it was, saying a V-shaped recovery? Remember that? Do you remember hearing the term V-shaped recovery? I didn't really understand what it meant, but I knew on some chart at some point in time, You'd there, like was, to see there was going to be a V. Yeah. Is this it? This is the first V-shaped recovery. <laughs> okay. Post-COVID or anything. The first V-shaped chart I've seen of anything. Yeah, that does look like a V. You're damn right. It, it looks came like a V. very close to being a U. But it's a V, man. Yeah. They well, crashed. Yeah. And what are they doing? Now they're going back up. They're going back up. The way you would... The way you would expect them to go when inventory levels build up the way they have, and when you and yeah. and and because of uh, our dear friends at Tesla who keep lowering their prices, which means that in order for the other manufacturers to be competitive, they have to increase their incentive spend. Well, it's partly that, and it's also the fact that they jacked up their prices so much. Again, uh, look at... you might have a chart for that as well. And we were just looking at it. Look at the orange line on this chart. Those are, like we said, average transaction yes. prices. Average transaction prices. This was, the, this was the, the intersection of when incentive spend stopped from automakers. So this was what? This was beginning of 2021, beginning to, to middle of 2021. Yeah. Average transaction prices for new cars went through the roof. Yes. And incentive spends crashed. Yes. Incentive spend crashed. And, and... Tesla had nothing to do with that. I want to be very clear. Yes. And the general public was kind enough and gracious enough to go along with that and just spend. They just... 
They spent whatever the dealers were asking. Um, and, and truth be told, at that point in time, interest rates were much lower than they are today. So even with a higher transaction price, the monthly payment was still affordable for a vast majority of people. Today, it's completely different. It's completely turned around. There's, I, I would say that with interest rates where they are and prices where they are, about about sixty percent of the public is is um, forced out of the new car market. Yeah, uh, I would. I, I, when you factor in interest rates, a hundred percent people are out out of the market because one in five new car payments, just the payment, is over a thousand dollars. Yes, that's, that's not sustainable. Dad, I want to show you a quote from Cox Automotive chief economist Jonathan Smoke. Yes. He was recently on Car Dealership Guys podcast. Yes. If you haven't listened to that, it's a worthy listen. Deal, this is a quote from mm. Smoke. Quote, dealers are realizing this is not going to be an easy road in the short term, especially for some brands. However, the pressure dealers feel is from oversupply rather than lack of demand. I see this as a natural speed bump and an expected part of growth. The number one issue for consumers is price, and that's a barrier even to considering an electric vehicle. As an economist, I can confidently predict the surplus inventory, that surplus inventory and increased competition will eventually drive down prices, which will help with EV consideration and adoption. Can can we go back? However, the pressure dealers feel is from oversupply rather than lack of demand. Yeah, but the lack, mm, yeah. but the demand is coming from 40% of the population uh, as opposed to 100% of the population. Um, um, about 60% of the population has been forced out of the market altogether. So I, I don't think necessarily it's as much uh, a lack of, rather than a lack of demand. I think it's, it's a, a lack of reasonable pricing that is, is limiting the number of people who are in a position to actually complete a transaction. Um, you know, yeah, oversupply to a degree, but the fact that you've that you've pretty much written off sixty percent of the population, uh, that yeah, that impacts demand. Think if that sixty percent were still able to be in the market. But Jonathan spoke saying that the demand is actually strong. Dad. But your point I, being, imagine how much stronger it could be if those were. Oh, oh my! Reasons yes, that's papers. my point. Yeah, the point is that there's still demand, even though that demand's only coming from forty percent of the of the buyers out there, um, and he thinks that's strong demand. Just imagine what the demand would be if it was coming from from sixty percent of the buyers out there, or seventy percent of the buyers out there. For sure. Let's play a quick game, gang. Click gang, gang. A quick game, gang. Here's the deal. We're gonna play put pops on the spot and see what he does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Laura liked that one. She's laughing. Yeah. Um, you're also folks that have joined us. You're also going to be on the spot. I'm going to name an automaker. Yeah. Or a manufacturer. Excuse me. A make, not a the make. automaker. Okay. A make. A make. And you are going to tell me what you think the average transaction price for that make was in the month of August. So we'll start with an example. We'll start. We'll go alphabetically here initially. Yeah. Acura. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your eyes closed. This segment um, pops his eyes closed. Sponsored by. Um, Just us, actually. Sponsored by CarEdge.com. Yeah, sponsored by Cover Your Eyes. Cover your, no, we don't own that. Don't go there. <laughs> okay, don't um, go there yet. August 2023, what do you think yeah. the average transaction price was for an Acura? An Acura? And I could give you last year's, for example. If you no, know. you don't need to give me that. Wow. I'm, I'm going to guess 
the mid fifties, say about $55,000. Okay. So that was our first one. We'll go to the chat here in a moment. We're going to see who puts any guesses for what they think accurate. We're going to go through because this ties to your point yes. of 60% of the market being out of the market <laughs> of the because market. they can't afford these things. We've got yeah. dealer hackers saying 52,000, Mark guessing 45,000, Chris guessing 56, uh, Eleterio guessing 53. And Pops, in, in the midst of all this, we have yeah. a thoughtful super sticker come in from Wendy. So can you dance with your eyes closed? Yes, you can. I'm getting nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> and you're wiggling over here. You Holy. good? What? I can't see. Okay, you can open your eyes. But actually, now I need to close my eyes because I have to look at the number. <laughs> $51,647 was the little, average was transit, high. which is down 4.3% year over year. I'm going to give wow. you one that was up. This, this brand ad was up 10% year over year. This is Audi. What do you think the average transaction price is for an Audi in the month of August? Again, up 10% year Six, over year. $66,000. Did you look? <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Dad, it is exactly. Keep them closed. The average transaction price for an Audi. Give me the last three digits. 66,000 what? 432. 171. If you had gotten that. Yeah. If you had gotten that. <laughs> My eyes are closed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we were going to get a lottery ticket if you yeah. had done that. All right, Dad, another brand who saw their average transaction price go up yeah. would be Cadillac. Their average transaction price up 48 Seven percent. We're going to start. You're going to guess them. I'm going to tell you, and you're also going to tell me if you think they're affordable. So, do you think that Cadillac went up four point seven percent? What do you think their average transaction price is? Uh, Seventy thousand. Seventy-four thousand three hundred and thirty-three dollars. Wow. Is that affordable? Well, apparently, the Cadillac buyers it is, but but for the rest of us, hell no. You ready to get blown away? With my eyes closed, I'd rather my eyes be the open. Average, was, yeah. Average price, yeah. For a Dodge product, Dad, went up 12% year over year for the month of August. What do you think the average transaction price for a Dodge product is? Dodge. Dodge and Chrysler are lower end of, uh, of the Stellantis brands. Wait a second. You just said Dodge and Chrysler are lower end. I can't wait. For you. We'll go back to do Chrysler in a second here. Okay. Dodge, what do you think? Up 12% year over year. 49000 $53,760. Oh, get the hell out of here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Do you have like a sleep mask? Because I don't want you to hurt your eyes keeping them closed. We just no, I don't it. have a sleep mask. Hmm. All right, Dad. Chrysler, up 4% year over year. <laughs> up 4% year over year. What do you think the average transaction price is there for your quote unquote lower tier Stellantis well, product? Well, you. If well, Dodge, if Dodge is, at 53, is 53, then what Chrysler's got to be at 50. $49,500. Oh, my God. All right. We're going to remove it from the screen for a second. You can open your eyes. We're going to give you a little eye opening time. What do you make of this? What do you make of the fact that the average transaction prices for the brands we've gone through thus far, Audi's up 10% year over year? How are their sales? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll juxtapose those with sales. I, I, you know, I, I mean that—that that to me would be the real telltale sign. Um, if if your prices are up as much as they as as they're reporting that they are, well, then one needs to to correlate that to sales. Has it impacted sales? Are sales up, or are sales down, or sales only up slightly? And 
And then somewhere along the line, somebody's got to say, well, how much more could they have gone up if the prices hadn't gone up 10%? Um, you know, it just seems, it, it seems like the, the, the pricing is... Friendly reminder for yes. those of you that keep score at home, most automakers used to, three, four, five years ago, they would provide all of us, the public, with monthly sales data. Yeah, they, most of them don't. Most do of them don't do that anymore. Some yeah. don't even do quarterly. Some just do annual now. Yeah. Halves. So we don't even have, like some of the brands that we've done so far, like well, Acura sales are up. Great. Yeah. But we don't have on here Stellantis. We don't have on here um, uh, well, you might. Cadillac. No. no, we don't. No, no. We don't. No, no. Okay. I mean, all we've got is yeah. All we got is what we got. Acura, yeah. So far, okay. So it's hard to tell. It's super hard to tell because they don't provide the information yes. anymore. Imagine you're a shareholder in one of these companies. You think they're doing well, but you don't really know. Well, yeah, and and I I, I will go back to to what I said in the beginning, and and that is that if you've because of these high prices, you have. You have forced about 60% of the potential market out of the market. Imagine, imagine where your sales could be if you actually, you know, I, I subscribe to this silly theory. I remember as a kid living in the Philadelphia area, having grown up in Springfield, Delaware County, outside of Philly. And, and you know, the, the big... Um, Commuter network is SEPTA, Southeast Pennsylvania Transit Authority. And every time that SEPTA would say, we need to raise fares because we need to make more money. We need to bring in more money. And every time they every time they'd raise fares, ridership would go down and yep. the money would stay about the same. And and my silly ass theory was. What if they said, gee, we need to attract more riders and we need to, to raise more to, to make bring in more money? What if we actually lowered the fares to attract more people to ride and and we increase the size of the market who might possibly use SEPTA? And my suspicion is that had they done that, they would have increased ridership instead of raising the fares. And and continuing to see ridership decline, I think the same holds true with some of these automobile manufacturers. Absolutely. How much more market share could they gain if they actually lowered pricing to encourage more people to get into the market? Perfect example: 1998, Acura had the TL. And the TL at that time was like thirty-four thousand dollars. Okay, in nineteen ninety-eight. Okay. Wow. Nineteen ninety-eight. In nineteen ninety-nine, they came out with the new and improved three-point-two TL. Okay, new and improved had a much higher level of standard equipment, um, and they lowered the price five grand. It was <laughs> under thirty thousand dollars. It was twenty-nine and change. Okay, for. 18 months, every last one of those things was pre-sold at MSRP because it was such a wonderful value at that time. Yeah. And they increased their market share of that type of vehicle because they increased the content and they lowered the price. The same thing could happen today. Look at this, though, Dad. 
Okay. Look at this, because this industry only knows one Am way. Am I still allowed to look? Yeah, yeah, you can okay. look. Okay. This industry only knows one way to operate. We looked yeah. at this chart, right? Yes. What if I scroll down just a little bit lower? Okay. The high-end luxury car segment had the highest incentives in August 2023 at 10.1%. Wow. Let that sink in for a second, folks. The average transaction price. Or, so that was more than double what the average is for the industry. Exactly. The average for the industry is called 5%. Yes. We are now seeing these automakers. We were at the Mercedes dealership. They had more inventory than we've ever seen yes. on dealer lots post-pandemic. Yes. Well, they have to incentivize. And this is how this industry works. We're going to shoot high and then we're going to you know, come down on price with incentives. Mercedes dealers who are having to, to incentivize customers with 10% off mm -hmm. from the manufacturer. That's how this industry operates. They'd rather shoot high and then they, the month over month, we are going to continue to see this V shaped recovery yes. in average incentive as a percentage of average transaction price back up to 10%. Like I see it clear as day. It's going to yeah, get but, back up but, there. Dan. But what we, but what we also need to see is we need to see a V shaped <laughs> decline. <laughs> in average transaction prices so that at a certain point the the blue was, line is above the, the orange line well no yeah. it, 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 so that at a certain point the the orange line and the blue line almost look like a c okay the letter c because I wish we could draw on the screen. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, uh, let me let me show. And, and they would sell so many more cars, and they bring so many more people back into the market. It's going to happen. We're going to be talking about in a minute. There's a good Toyota story out there. They're going to keep producing sedans. So we're going to talk about there are potential. There is potential in that space. Let's just go here, Dad. Electric yes. vehicles at eight point one percent. Luxury cars at eight point seven and eight percent. Yes, eight percent. Excuse me. Entry level luxury cars at seven point three percent. Full size pickup now, trucks now at six point one percent. Now, when they say when they say electric vehicles with the incentives uh, at eight point one percent, I don't know if that includes. The, uh, yes, yeah. you do, because I, I. Okay. Yeah, because there, especially if it's a lease where they're saying federal we're passing. Yeah, we're yeah. passing through seventy five hundred dollars federal tax credit. That's an incentive. Okay. Um, so that's why electric vehicles are so high because of the federal, the federal, uh, rebates, federal tax credits. All right. Let's continue with our game. Eyes closed. Papa Shevska. You look so good with your eye. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right here. I haven't, I haven't left. That would be a fun prank for me. Yeah. In the audience. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much for you. No, no. All right. Uh, <laughs> one auto, one manufacturer, one make, excuse me, is yeah. up 26.9% year over year. That's fiat. The average fiat costs thirty thousand dollars, but they think they sold like six of them. So we're not going to yeah, count they, that. They, we're not going to count it. We're not going to. There's gonna like count. what two hundred and fifty in the country. No, I'm not talking dealers. I think Ford I'm talking total units. inventory. Ford, Dad. The average transaction price in the month of August for Ford yes. miraculously yes. up four point four percent. Only four point. What do you think the average transaction price for the entire Ford lineup was in August? Mid fifties. All right, but put a number on it, pops. Um, 54,372. $56,637. Maybe that's why we're hearing from Ford dealers turning down allocation yeah. and seeking out Could more be. incentives. Dad, GMC, the average transaction price at GMC went up 5.9% year over year. What do you think the average transaction price at GMC was in the month of August? 58. Higher, Dad. Significantly higher. 64. Uh, $63,100. Oh, my goodness. 
Sixty. I'm like staring at you, like you're gonna look at me, but don't look at me. Sixty-three thousand. Thank you. Sixty-three thousand one hundred dollars. That. Yes. Honda. Yeah. Down two point eight percent year over year. That's good. What do you I think bet you their sales are up too. We know Honda sales are up. Yeah, fifty percent oh, over. Honda year sales over are up fifty-six point seven percent year over year. Fifty-six point seven percent year over year increase for the month of August for Honda. Okay. The same time, their average transaction price went down two point eight percent to. Uh, $36,312. Okay, $36,643. You are a rain man. This is well, so uh, cool. Because this certain, is so cool. But because you just know certain brands are going to be at the at the lower price point on average. You just, you know. You were $300 away. You were within 1%. That's pretty, that's 99 percentile. Yeah, that's pretty I've been freaking doing good. This for 43 years. You can open your eyes, sorry. No, I don't want to. Okay, you, can, do, yeah, yeah. you can keep them closed. Yeah. Yeah. Keep them closed because we're yeah. going to keep it. This is so enlightening to look at this stuff. Okay. Hyundai sales, we yes. know, are up significantly. Yes. Their average transaction price at Hyundai up 3.9% to. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm going to guess that they're not nearly as affordable as they used to be. I'm going to guess that, that Hyundai today is, is about a little over 37000 say 37400 $36,530. So okay. Hyundai prices have continued yeah. to come up. And that, that that would make them higher than Honda. Yes, just a touch. Just a touch. Um, they are 36,530. Honda, excuse me, is 36,643. So they're they're naked. Okay. They're naked. Honda is $113 more expensive okay. on average. Land Rover prices, Dad? Oh. Up 5.8% too. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know what is. 110,000 only 99,888 dollars. Let's run out and get one. The average Mercedes-Benz transaction price was up 12.4% in August. Can't be. <laughs> it was. Because you have to sell some for the average transaction. <laughs> yeah, you have to sell a car to get it out. Um um I don't know. They they have to be in the upper 70s. 78 80- $80,981. We're going to give you Mini real quick, up 3.8% year over year, too. Uh, well, you know, Mini fancies themselves as near luxury. Um, <laughs> so, and of course, even even the folks at Mini can't describe what that means. Um, but, but having... <laughs> but having said, like a cynical sales manager. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so having said that, um, I, I don't know. I'm going to guess about 37.5. Your guess of 37.5 is not too far off. 39.681. Wow. Mini just average under 40 just grand under now? 40 grand. Well, a that's few- because I guess the Countryman is their number one selling product, and that's their most expensive product. A few more here, Pops, because this okay. is really interesting. Nissan, Dad. Average transaction price at Nissan down 5.6% year over year. Okay. One of the lowest average transaction prices on the list. I'm I'm going to guess they're at the thirty four eight. Thirty three seven. Wow. Yes. Wow. No wonder Nissan sales seem to be doing well. Ram, Dad, up six point three percent year over year. Average transaction price for a Ram is a. <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess a mind boggling. A paltry sixty two thousand one hundred eighteen dollars. Add three grand. What? $65,333. This is how, by the way, folks, this is how we end up with titles. You can open your eyes, Dad. This is how we end up with titles. Car dealers are feeling the pain incentive spike 100%. You just can't have your average transaction prices go up that much 
your day supply of inventory go da- go up that much as well. Sales that's, go down that much. That's crazy. Incentives have to 60, count. what was it? Here, yeah, keep your eyes open. You can look at all the data now. $65,333. Oh, oh, but the good news is it was down from the month before. Yes, but still up 6.3% year over year. Oh, look at that. Subaru still a... You know, people are going to get upset when I use this term, but Subaru is still reasonably priced vehicles. Uh, Toyota keeps going up. Um, Volkswagen keeps going up. The data is pretty incredible, Dad. It really, really is. Yeah. You did a damn good job guessing through most of that. I want to turn our attention here, though. We did have some Toyota news today that I thought was interesting. Yes. They've come out and they've said, yes. we're going to keep making passenger cars. Now, what they didn't say is they didn't say how many. <laughs> <laughs> Notice that. I read the article. They did not say how many. They just said, we we are going to continue making passenger cars. We're not going to become an all-truck and SUV. Um Brand. Which should spell good news for average transaction price. Yeah, and, and they were very proud of the fact that they came out with the crown that nobody's buying. Yeah, no one's okay. buying the crown, that's, unfortunately. That's not, not selling. Um, you know, now, now the Corolla's due for a uh, makeover. The Camry's due for a makeover. And, and, and you know, in, in, their, in each one of their segments, they've always been like the best-selling car yeah. in those segments. So... It would be absolutely foolish for Toyota to uh, do away with sedans, um, but they didn't say, gee, what the percentage of sedans will be um, as as a total part of production. Yeah, but at least they're coming out and they're saying, we're going to continue yeah. to produce sedans. And there's they should. Other automakers that are coming out and saying, we're going to get you to subscribe to our car. And yes. that stuff. Hey, one other thing um, related to uh, vehicles that are, being produced. Jimmy's saying, talk to a GM of a big Ford dealership here in Atlanta. Their sales figures are down about 67% from this time last year. Well, hopefully yeah. for them, yeah. Ford's going to be releasing or announcing the new redesigned F-150 tonight. Oh. Updated F-150. So maybe oh, that'll... Yeah. What's that So what's that going to do for people? It's going to going to keep the people <laughs> that might buy the current F-150 out of the market until the new one comes I out? I can't wait to see what the which, average... Which, that would hardly create a, a problem when you already have way too many I'm of the existing to, I'm excited to see what the MSRP is going to be on. I don't, know if going get, down. I don't know if we're going to get pricing details. Yeah, tonight. well, it won't go down. And and whatever they say the base price is, yeah, they ain't going to build that car. Yeah, they're not going to build the base one. Friendly reminder for those of you that are new to the channel, Ray and Zach, we own a company called CarEdge.com. We've got an incredible team behind the scenes. What's this we stuff? Okay. My you dad, own. I own it. We work together. <laughs> um, called Car Edge. We, we own. Really? <laughs> I keep it in the family for the most part. Um, so I just want to demonstrate one of the things we did recently. Dad, if you come onto the website. Yes. And you, you know, and I do occasionally, probably at least once a day. Thank you. Yeah. That means a lot to me. Yeah. So if yeah. you're looking for I'm a Mazda, your, your, <laughs> your numbers, website, you're trying to, trying to juice the numbers. Views every day. Yeah. If you come on the website and you search for a vehicle, you're going to see some pretty cool things that we do. For example, yes. you will get yourself a local market research report. This market research report is really cool because it has our fair price algorithm built into it. Our fair price algorithm takes into consideration every vehicle and what we are seeing, because our yes. team works a little over a thousand car deals a month helping people navigate the car buying process, and we tell you what we think you should shoot for yes. as a fair price. We have now added a feature, Dad. 
When you create a new account, you get three fair prices for free. The rest are part of our data plan. So now you can yeah. come and you can use this for free and start to get some insights out of it. It's pretty interesting to see. You can see some variation here. Yes. For example, certain trims, we're yes. showing that you're actually just going to pay at MSRP or what the dealer's asking prices. But other trims, we actually see the opportunity for you to negotiate a little bit. We also have our free cheat sheets, caredge.com slash cheat. And no, unfortunately, there is not an app. Please continue to use the website. One other thing related. Will there be an app at some point? Not, not anytime soon. Okay. We're more focused on on other areas. One other thing that was really sweet yeah. today, Dad, one of our, the first ever investor that we had in Courage, yes. a gentleman named Jesse, someone I've worked with now for three years, three yeah. and a half years, four years, three oh, years, three, three years. years. Yeah. Um, Jesse posted, uh, it was unexpected to us, but it was very sweet. Yeah. He posted a, um, uh, a little story about how we started the company. High spots. Yeah, he did. He yeah. did. He did. Fortunately, he doesn't know about any of the low spots, so that's good. Uh, well, you know, there's some things investors don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know that we are so upfront, and the amount of information that Zach shares is, is well, I don't know. I, I'm just guessing you would hope all your other yeah. uh, companies that you invest in would share as, as much as uh, Zach does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Elicherio wants to know for yes. the cheat sheets, we have to sign up for something with courage. Yes, a free account, 100% free. There's no strings attached to that. Uh, it's 100% free. So all you yeah. have to do is give it a click and it will come to you. It went through on the other ones though. Oh, okay. So it's a okay. All right, here's Actually, the deal. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go home. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. I, I might not, I might not look or sound sad, but I am. Aww. I am. Um, this has been a really wonderful summer uh, that I got to spend with the, with Zach and Laura here, and um, it it meant the world to me. And now um, I'll hardly ever see you kids at all um, for the winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know I don't have a tremendous amount of desire or or plans to want to <laughs> schlep to Washington D.C. Um, Mark wants to know why we're going back to DC because that's where they that's live. Where we live. <laughs> <laughs> it's we, amazing. We stayed down here for the summer to be near my dad, which was really awesome. And it was, I mean, he lives in a really great place for the summer. He's at the beach. Yeah. So it's really great, which is ironic because ask me how many times I saw my dad at the beach this summer. None. None. Okay. I saw you on the boardwalk for the first time this past weekend when I ran the Ironman. I didn't yes. see you on the boardwalk or anything. I would, but I, you love I, living here. I would go to the beach if they figure out how to how to cover up all the sand. Okay, I hate sand. I hate sand between my toes. I just hate sand with stick. I hate sand, you know. But but if they figured out how to do away with, I'd be on that son of a gun every day if they didn't have sand. Uh, uh, something soft that doesn't <laughs> stick to me. A nice cloth, some type of nice cloth. A microfiber towel. Or, or linen, a nice linen, uh, you <laughs> not know. Grass. Yeah. <laughs> no, not grass. Well, maybe grass. Grass could be nice. But any, the, the, the so yes, I, 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 I live here and I'm going to, I'm, I'm, then it wouldn't, wouldn't be a beach. No kidding. But <laughs> we still have the ocean. <sighs> um, Anyway, I'm 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 really kind of sad today, and 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 just a little bit depressed because 
well, I, I won't be able to hang out with these two at all uh, for quite some time. Well, okay, so I'll see them I mean, in two I'm weeks. Gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, we're, we're actually headed to the Detroit Auto Show with some members of the team next week. Um, yes. So we'll be in Detroit on next Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and flying back Sunday. But so, see, I I fly into and out of Philadelphia. You, and so, but I'll see you in Detroit, exactly, and then yeah. and then two weeks from today, uh, I'll I'll take the train from here to DC. Yep. And um, we'll have a nice dinner to celebrate your sister's 30th birthday. Yep. Um, so we'll do that. And then I'm taking the train back the next day because you know, I don't want to be in D.C. Anyway, we're going to see each other. It'll be plenty of fun. Um, thank you, everyone. And then after that, I'll see you in Thanksgiving. Yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for a fun summer, uh, letting us be a part of today, obviously. But the whole summer, it's been really nice being sitting here next to you the whole time. And, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. Unless yes. there's some sort of uh you'll be in DC, I'll be here, we'll be split screen. When we high five, it'll be like well, we won't actually touch. So yes, I'm gonna miss these kids. I really am. 